Okay. All right. Felix, please don't push any buttons. My squiggles are squiggling. Please. All right. I have a lap cat in his room. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we, we return to Rescue Bots as they return to solve some unfinished business. Dun dun dun. What is is this like a sequel to Chinatown for them? The two chases? Wait, there's a second chase? Well, no, the sequel to Chinatown is Two Jakes. Right. I don't know why, because that's a stupid fucking title. One, it's not a great title for a movie. Two, why the fuck is it a sequel to Chinatown? <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> uh, this first aired November 22nd, 2014, uh, written by frequent uh, Rescue Boss writer Nicole Dubuck. Uh, last scene around these parts, uh, writing Land Before Prime. Ooh. So kind of a surprise that she's coming in here on a, like, not super vital meta plot episode. Well, she does, uh, she, she does those from time to time. Uh, you will note that she's, we're, I believe, gonna see her next in the musical episode. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, oh no, oh, oh! That was the one episode I saw before anything else, and I didn't like it. Mm. Admittedly, I don't like musicals. Oh, maybe you kind of have to know the cast. That would help. Yeah, that might help. It's going to be interesting when we get there. Does it have uh, Neil Patrick Harris? Ah, uh, no. Oh, the mu- was, was he the music meister? He was the music meister. Ah, that's an episode I don't like. <laughs> what? You just, as a general rule, don't like musical episodes. I see. Musical anything, really. I mean, was there a musical Buffy episode? Oh, yeah. Once more with feeling. Notoriously so. I think I might have liked that, but it was so freaking long ago. And I do not want to go back to watch Buffy now. That feels like a thing that was good at the time, but is not good now. Yeah, you you cannot return. Penny, why are you stealing packaging? Come on. I'm having kitten antics. I guess the good thing about the, as a brief Transformers general aside, I guess the good thing about the uh, new all paper packaging is that when the cat gets hold of the twist ties, it's fine. Oh, yeah, the paper. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> good toys for them. Yeah. That that was a strange sneeze, I think. Yeah, it's sort of it's not going to. St- it's not going to stab them in the mouth with wire. So I will allow her to play with those twist ties. And so we open in space. Space! <laughs> I forget if I mentioned on uh, this pod before uh, that uh, a few weeks ago, my, my sister, uh, who has a couple youngish children... Uh, had apparently watched the first episode of Rescue Bots for the first time so that they were in these same, like, proto-Rescue Bots bodies mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. all one color and don't have, like, their vehicle gribble. And she sent me a message with a picture of it and was like, why are they naked? Because... <laughs> <laughs> 
Because that just looks naked to her. Well, it, it, the problem is not that they don't have any kibble. That's okay. It's just like that they're solid colors. Normally, Transformers, gonna... well, quite often they'll have like a gray face, and then they'll have a color body, and you have color bits breaking down. So then being one solid color that's the same color as their face, it does look like they're robo-naked. Also, I'm going to blame uh, Thundercats here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that first episode is weird. Started the first episode with everyone naked, and then they, I guess, bit into the apple of knowledge and learned shame or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, that's also the thing, like... like Alien monsters in most movies don't wear clothes. They're just wandering around naked. Like mm-hmm. your, your little gray men. Like, they're nude. What the fuck? Well, because most of them are <laughs> smooth as a Ken doll. Well, yes. yes but, but even when, like, they're more monstrous kind of alien things, they're not wearing any kind of clothes or anything. <laughs> Occasionally you get things where, like, the, their suit is welded into their body, like... Aliens, uh, oh, the, the the big dumb guys from the newer movies. The big dumb guy. The 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 the, the, oh, the chair jockeys. Oh, right, the architects jockeys. or whatever those guys are. Yeah, whatever the they call them. Anyway, the important detail here is that they are uh, back in their original yes first episode pre Earth mode bodies. Yes. yes, they're in space. The last quadrant to explore. Yes, we we are we are flashing back to right before the series started, and they are checking out a distress signal, which seems to have come from the ship from space nineteen ninety nine. Not quite. It kind of looks like a space train to me, with oh. wings stuck on. The ship is not in great shape. Also, this. Reminded me uh, very much of, uh, like, my first, like, I don't want to say major, but my first, like, significant fan fiction that I wrote, which had the the main characters uh, responding to a distress beacon. So I was was excited about that and had some nostalgia. It did not end like this, though. It ended a lot more, like... I don't know, like like a fourteen year old wrote it, like a cold open from a James Roberts comic. <laughs> Maybe it was definitely like more the sort of twist that you would have in a James Roberts comic. <laughs> oh, hey, who are these new characters we met before? Oh, why is that spaceship approaching them? Look like a giant Decepticon symbol. <laughs> oh, oh no. Well, it could also be the scavengers. You never know. Admittedly, that means bad luck is coming. Uh, instead, it is, in fact, a giant space leech. <gasps> yeah. They, well, first they, they go out in their little naked protoform forms in little little uh, EVA suits. Yes. Yes. Which is kind of it's like, oh, oh, yeah, most robots don't have thrusters to adjust themselves in space. That's a good idea, Look, guys. sir, this... This is not Energon. They aren't just going to drive and Yes. Well, they, they don't have alt mode. But, it, like, why were, the, show. why were the EVA packs, like, Gundam colored? I didn't even notice that. I don't know. Like, they, they, they were distinctly gray and blue with a little bit of red on them. Oh. Maybe between that and the Gundam Wing Starscream from the end of the the many oh. mini season yeah. of Robots in Disguise, maybe the folks over at Boulder Media had been 
watching a lot of Gundam. Yeah, or maybe they worked on it at some point. But, but then, then again, trying to cross over Transformers and Gundam is a very common theme, in, at least in the fandoms, because like, it's so easy to paint out a, a Gundam that looks like Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the old days, that used to be a good source, too, for, uh, like... Oh, kid bashing? Parts for your... Yeah, just parts for your custom. Like, you want to give them some different-looking legs from whatever toy you were starting with, so you just put some Gunpla legs on it, and there you go. Now you've got Gundam legs. Yes. On your OC. Anyway, so yeah, the the, uh, the ship has in fact been ravaged by this giant space leech, an energon eater, which kind of looks like it's really cool looking. Look it up. It does sort of look like a like a leech, sort of like an angler fish. Yeah, it, yeah, it's got very deep sea. It's got a very deep sea fish look to like it. Yes. Also, it's got but of like course it is huge, glowy, dangly bits like deep sea fish. No eyes. Ha ha ha! Dangly bits. <laughs> yes. Freezing. And and then we cut to oh, it's it's just uh Heatwave telling a story and and we get meta joke. Oh it's it's just like uh it's just like the uh, the last episode of Enterprise, speaking of talking Riker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cody asked, Wait, you're not gonna finish the story? What happens next? I I did uh I have to say that them cutting away to Cody and revealing that all this was just a story being told uh, immediately before the actual opening credits does make it probably the least perilous uh, cut to opening credits yes. in the series. Yes. But it, but it is neat that it cuts the opening credits where we see scenes of the protoforms again in the musical yes. recap. <laughs> Well, and also, I mean, it wouldn't be, it would be confusing for the audience if they had forgotten all the way back in the pilot what had happened. Hmm. And yes. why everybody's in space and so forth. So, yeah, we, we get the credits. And then we all got eaten. The end. Yes. Yeah, which, uh, like, as this episode was starting, I was thinking, oh, are we going to get a mid season introduction of a new character? Not hmm. yet, but stay tuned. The character they rescue from the ship, like in my fan fiction, where they find some guy they know who's the last survivor on the ship, and then it turns out that he went crazy and killed everybody well, I, on the ship. Uh, this show wouldn't go that way, but finding a derelict ship in there, it's like, oh, we're seeding the idea of a new character. And then, spoilers, that doesn't happen this episode. It was like, oh, I want a new toy. Well, toy Aww. in theory. Soon. Introduction of like, I guess just like fandom and Transformers in general has introduced me to. Oh, this is an episode designed to introduce a new toy, and it doesn't. Sir, we have been watching Robots in Disguise. You should know better by now. <laughs> I well, okay, Robots in Disguise is introduce new character who doesn't get a toy. This doesn't even Constantly. get to the introduced new character bit. It's just, it felt like a setup for that, and then it doesn't go. We just go into the title, and then... And, and, and I, I like that Blades really wants to know what happens next, even though, as clearly seen in the flashback, he was there. Yes, and he was gold, <laughs> which seems like everybody... That like, was really adorable. He's like, I was invested in the story. Yes. <laughs> He's such a good boy. He waves his red, chases silver, um... Boulder's green, but but 
For some reason, Blades being gold bothers me, because that's not his color. He's white or orange. Gold is close to orange. Yeah. I guess. It, it's just, it was different. You didn't like it. it he does, like, in my brain, gold is usually C-3PO, or in our uh, Discord watch-alongs, Peebo, who's basically C-3PO with a bug head. Oh. And way more useful. Oh, so, he's, so he's like Forlom, then. Yeah, like a, a gold <laughs> Forlom. Glittery gold Forlom. Ooh. So the problem is this Energon Eater is clearly finished with this ship, oh. but it, it now, it can, I guess, smell flowing Energon. And it does seem to be, as we will elaborate on lately, or lately, later, uh, actually smell. Yes. Not just like sense in some other way that is best described as smell. It's mm. literally like smelling Energon. In space, that's... Very strange. Then again, I guess it's a creature designed to live in space, so even the tiniest, ittiest, bittiest particle of anything would attract it, but it's still weird. It's like sharks and Uh blood. Yes, but space. There's so little space. Stuff in space. We don't know what space is, according (laughs) to that Israeli security guy. Aliens don't talk to us because we don't understand what space is yet. Although, admittedly, every once in a while their discoveries like, oh, there's more shit in space than we think actually is in space. uh, And then they're too far away from Cybertron to radio for help, so instead they're just going to put themselves all in stasis so their Energon will no longer be flowing and the Energon Eater will leave them alone. Yes. Also, speaking of their their pre-Earth Forms. I just felt like Heatwave really, really looked like Ironhide to me. Not like literally like Ironhide, but like a design for Ironhide. Yeah, well, because the redness and his general wide-shouldered shape. But yeah, they shut everything down and that Energon monster is so angry. (laughs) Yeah. So then, cut to the pilot, cut to several dozen episodes of Rescue Bots. That brings us now (laughs) to the present. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And of course, Cody is surprised to find out that there are vampires in space. <laughs> but of course, but that's... Blades points out that they aren't real vampires because they don't brood handsomely. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Boulder first points out, oh, mosquitoes! Yes. But sad- sadly, this is not written by Colin Wilson. It's not those kind of space vampires. <laughs> it's not the brooding, well, the, handsomely the, space vampires. The space vampire is totally naked. Well, it, that's yes, probably true. I mean, we don't know that that's not some kind of clothing. I guess that's and true. And it, it does suck life force just from robots. They don't brood handsomely. Wait, do I actually own that movie? But uh, at no point do we see, like, a giant skull made out of blood oh. come, coming out of Patrick Stewart. <laughs> oh, man. 
anyway. So, uh... Wow, now I'm just wondering which of the rescue bots would kiss Patrick Stewart. <laughs> With blades. Well, there is no time yeah. for more stories because Nat, it is time once more for Peril. <gasps> Yay! Dun, dun, dun. This episode has a lot of things going on sort of at once, and I'm not entirely sure it fully comes together. It kind of feels like they had a couple of scripts that they kind of bodged together. Kind of, well, I mean, it's trying, got a B-plot. Doing the whole space flashback thing, that could have been stretched out to a whole episode, but would have felt weird. Well, and then we don't really get back to the space plot until the last act. Yeah, that, like, cutting it off for, for the opening makes sense story-wise, but it also means that, that they need to have a second act in there that's not space-related. Yes. I think and it should all be space related, just twenty four seven space. Yeah, because the peril here I mean, they, they, is. There was a space episode before where Doc Green and um. All right, uh, space boss. Uh, yes. uh, Anna Baranova. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Nothing but rescue bots on Cybertron. <laughs> oh, that would be. <laughs> As a series, no. As a one-off episode, that'd be kind of cute. So yeah, the, the river is flooding and uh, every and much of the town has to be evacuated as this is a real bad flooding that we don't actually find the ca- find out the cause of. It does not appear to be science yeah, mishap. I was, I was you know, wondering it, that happens like, all over the world and, and global climate change is making it worse. Well yes. Right. It did definitely feel very timely considering like all the intense flooding going on at the moment, but also, they're on an island? Yes. And it's not like a huge island. Like, it would have to be a very intense, immediate storm to have that kind of flooding. Like, it's not like there's any place that stuff can be flowing downriver from. It's it's a small island. Which is interesting like because their the hurricane episode is in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have almost sort of made sense if it's the other way around. Well, it could just be run off of snow melt because seasons mean nothing. Well, yes. <laughs> I didn't think that there was like that oh. much snow. There's there's a segment where Chase or something is like trying telling people to. If, go into their homes and evacuate unless you, you are a citizen who has gills or fins. Yes. And this is a mad science island, which made me think, yes, there are, there have to be people on this island with gills or fins. I could buy it. Possibly. Plus, it's, it's like, it's Maine, weird shit happens. Admittedly, that's, that's more of a Massachusetts thing from Lovecraft and Innsmouth, but th- th- there's got to be some gill people in Maine. Maybe. I haven't maybe. read much Stephen King. There's probably a uh, story that does that. Nothing probably some gill people somewhere. Nothing springs to mind offhand, although I think at one point uh, Pennywise turns into the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, well, there's probably a short story. He's done a bunch of short stories. Yeah, probably. He's got a lot of short stories. Yeah, most of his books are telekinesis or other psychic powers or aliens. Yeah, there, there's all manner of peril here. There's a house that almost slides into the river. There's a guy who gets washed out of his boat. Oh, yeah, the, the, Mr. Levy. Yes. 
It's it's his is the one the house that sinks into the river. Uh, I know because there's somebody else in the. He's the one who's the fisherman. The because the oh. person in the uh, house is a woman. I, I figured it was his house. And then Cade makes that joke when he catches him about like he about now you're the one being caught and he's just like not amused. <laughs> my my livelihood has been destroyed. I, my brain was just trying to write a good Chevy to the levee joke, and it wasn't coming together. There's, and there's one thing I, I I wrote down in my notes, and now I know it was Heatwave saying this, and I forget exactly who he said it to at this point, where he said, someone called him a sidekick, and he said, your side will be the second place I kick. Uh, that was Cade, of well, course. Yeah, Cade, yes, of course. Cade. The first place, I assume, his butt. Yes, I was thinking <laughs> his face. I mean, perhaps much. Lo- oh, he could have done that when they had spare caves. You could have just booted one. <laughs> oh well. Uh, perhaps much like Los Locos from uh, Short Circuit Two, <laughs> he will kick your ass, face, and balls into, into outer, outer space. space. <sighs> There's something I need to find on VHS. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Come with my one dollar. That's a movie that's. My one dollar. That's a movie that's copy. not gonna have aged well. No, that's not the point. <laughs> if it aged well, it wouldn't be as fun. I mean, even beyond the actor in the brown face, I don't think that movie has aged well. And uh, at one point, Heatwave is surfing on a car. Oh yeah, he gets and, to and use surfing. his boat mode on a tidal wave toward uh, uh, Mrs. Niederlander and Petty Paul. Yes. Like that's a commercial break. It's like, oh no, poor kitty, <laughs> poor baby, and he just gets wet. I mean, that's the end of the world if you're a kitty. <laughs> but, yeah. A long hair cat. The he, worst he possible thing that could happen. He's not pleased. No. So you know, everybody is safe, but they're going to be cleaning up for weeks. And Chase is very upset because they failed to stop the flood. Even though, you know, the chief explains, you know, you can't fight nature. You know, you can't can't stop a flood. You just save people. And they succeeded at saving people. And that's, you know, pretty important. So indeed, you know, Chase is later on. He's trying to contact this uh, this ship and he's still he's still getting this distress signal, which really question makes you wonder how old are the people in this ship? (laughs) <laughs> and they, well, there are ancient robots that live millennia or whatever. But the bigger question is like, how long ago were they in space? They never say how many years ago. I don't think so. No, it does. Also, just the so when they went into stasis, they they said, and this was you know back at the beginning of the episode. But there was a lot of meat back at the beginning of this episode. Also, hmm. Loki is nudging the microphone and possibly purring into it. Uh, but uh, so they're going to go into stasis and then they normally receive regular like prime transmissions and so when that transmission comes through it'll automatically wake them up but they never receive one because like the war and that's kind of wild. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it, it could have happened a decade ago, a century ago. It's not clear how long this derelict spaceship has been floating near enough t- 
to Earth for their their little puddle jumper to quickly get up there. But as they uh, as Chase announces that the signal is still out there and these people are still in distress, Blades points out that that's kind of a long emergency. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, even if we assume like the littlest amount of time, like they got stuck in the stasis pod right before the beginning of Prime. That still would have been years. A couple years. But yeah, it, it is wild that they, like, went into stasis expecting to be woken up, like, at the end of the day or something. Yes. And were actually in stasis for a few years at uh. best. It's heavy. So, you know, he decides, you know, he's going back. He's going back to space. Good old space. And Boulder's going with him. And to prevent being detected by this Energenator, they have an odor-blocking shield installed. Yes, something that Doc Green has created, which, again, apparently this saying that it can smell energon is not just an easy way of explaining some other energon sense. Apparently it literally smells energon because this odor-blocking shield works just fine. How does it work? Is it constructed of like a series of shoe inserts? What is it? Yes. Yeah, I assume it's, it's just an odor eater. <laughs> yes, lots and lots of them coating the ship. Well, they, um, Danny does recommend they use it on uh, Cade. Cade. Cade's socks. Cade's feet. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so and so the uh, the team. W- w- the remaining two robots are going to have to switch up partners in something that doesn't really get resolved a lot, but does uh, fill up some screen time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, again. Stretching. Although it's a good mix-up of Chase having to deal with everybody else and doing it badly. Yes. Basically, Blades is partnered with Chief, who interrupts his TV watching time. He is apparently watching some manner of tap dance and cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's complaining about. Yes. He's and seen better tattoos again. Also, every yes, so often, it just I just remember that the chief is Maurice LaMarche, and that's super cool. Well, oh, I'm, I forgot about that. <laughs> he's also, I'm pretty sure he's also the guy doing the distress signal. It sounds very uh, Maurice LaMarche. I think so, yeah. But just like, I don't know, he's like A-level voice actor, and he's not doing like an Orson Welles impression here. Or yeah, like, anytime I hear him and he doesn't sound even slightly like Orson Welles, it's bizarre. He's just, you know, being a guy. Being an well, he, he, older adult male. He is a bunch of guys on, like, Futurama who aren't Orson Welles. Yeah. But probably a lot of them are, like, voices. That's the thing, is that he's not, like, doing a voice for the chief. He's just... Sounding like a guy, presumably yes. pretty close to his actual speaking voice. Probably. Well, yeah, it's just that, like, every time I hear him and think and notice him, he sounds as close to Orson Welles. I always assumed his normal voice was closer to Orson Welles. <laughs> anyway. Like, not spot on, but it's, like, it, it's just weird. It's like, oh, it's just this normal guy. Oh, yeah, right. It's the brain. This okay. episode was just yeah. one of... I mean, we've been getting some pretty high-level voice actors over on Robots in Disguise. But this series, mm. I mean, 
I guess most of the the people who we get on this series who are like people who are established are not necessarily established as voice actors. It's like yes. well, Mark Hamill's both. So yeah, well that's that's fair. But he's not like every single episode. No. So I this was just one of those episodes where that struck me, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And uh, he does not approve of Blades attempting to make the siren noise with his mouth. <laughs> Blades is exciting because excited that they'll get donuts together, and he wants to know if he's the good cop or the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> Chief is like, we're not cops, we're police, and we're both the good one. And Blades makes his face. It's like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> It's pretty great. And then they uh, try to stop their usual speeder, but, you know, with a helicopter. Yes. There are places in, I, I especially see it in my region up through the mountains, uh, but occasionally you'll see signs on the highway that say speed enforced by aircraft. And oh, <laughs> wow. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. And that's what's going on here. I assume that normally what they mean by that is, like, the same as you have, like, stoplight cameras. Like, there are aircraft that are capable of seeing things and reporting to the ground police that maybe you need to do something. I don't think they actually have helicopters trying to pull you over. (laughs) Chief wants Blades to go closer to the ground and and faster, and he is not having it. And meanwhile, uh, Heatwave is attempting to assist Graham with science and doing very badly. <laughs> he's helping him do his homework. By also, he's trying to like unscrew the bottom of this, you know, technical equipment, and he's getting tired of holding it so he can unscrew it. So instead, he just yanks the whole thing off, <laughs> yes. and everything inside falls out. And Graham calls yes. him buddy and has to correct himself. <laughs> And then he, yes, does a very bad job of of reading his uh, engineering homework to him. They're trying. They're trying. An attempt was made. Yes. Meanwhile, in space, space. they've uh, they've found the uh, they found the ship. They they get in and find that oddly the the ship's computer is on. Mm-hmm. And that the, uh, the they they crack open the captain's log. Uh, nobody came to save us, and we are abandoning ship. Yes. Fortunately, it it, it's not saying like all our rations are gone, and now I'm going to die. <laughs> they, they did actually. So I assume I don't know, like. This is one of those things where it's like when non-transformers have stuff involving Energon. So is this a Cybertronian ship? Are we establishing here that there are intelligent spacefaring non-transformer aliens that they're working with? Or... Presumably it's also Transformers since the interior is Transformers scale. 
This is true, although that is no... There are a lot of Transformer-scale aliens out there in Transformers fiction. I well, I know this yes, currently but... being in the middle of the G, G1 run in my Marvel read-through, <laughs> where you have giant humans that no one remarks upon. Yeah, well, I was going to say we haven't encountered aliens in this continuity, and we really haven't except all the cor- corpses in Arachnid's ship. <sighs> That's oh, yeah, there a is good that. point. That were Transformer-sized. And also, we are going to see some intelligent non-Transformer aliens, I believe, in the next season of Rescue Bots. Okay. Oh. Interesting. But presumably, yeah, whatever I, I just, kind of aliens they are, whether they are Cybertronian or not, they are using Energon for fuel. Mm-hmm. Whether for themselves or only for their ship. Yes. But th- this is, I think this is the third time we've had an abandoned ship in this series oh, where yeah. everyone gets off safely and the captain is the last one there. Dun dun. Well, yeah, he's supposed to go down with the ship. Maybe. Yes, it's just that it's, it keeps happening. Maybe Energon is the kind of energy that you can create once you understand what space is made of. <laughs> And that's why yeah. humans don't have it because you. <laughs> I'm I'm a little fixated on this idea. Well, well, well going by that line of thought, it, it means that that like whatever you need for the equivalent of warp travel is the blood of another species. I mean, like I can just imagine there are some aliens out there who hunt and crack open transformers for fuel. I mean, it's their blood, it's their money, it's their food. Yeah. Do not think about it too much. Well, for Transformers, it makes sense, but if it's, like, the fuel source of other aliens' ships, like, you got, you're running low on fuel and you got a Transformer nearby. Oh, that poor That's, sucker. Oh, that... That poor sucker's in trouble. That, well, there's another horror short story for one of us to write. <laughs> well, never write, but, you know, think about it. Anyway, where were we? Well, it turns out the star date on this log is from before they even got there in the first place. So they did not leave these people unrescued. Dun, dun, dun. It's a Which, trap! Yes. It raises the question. Now, initially I was wondering if this, I mean, this isn't the direction the show would go, but I, I for a second I thought it was kind of a, I'm going to eat your brain and gain your knowledge kind of thing from the Energon Eater. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. But No. It just sort of, it has like three little tails, like a silverfish or something. Dang and, bits. But yeah. yeah, it manages to. That just makes turn it sound like genitalia. The, the signal again. But that, that still raises the question like, how intelligent is this space leech thing? Reasonably intelligent, as it turns out. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're gonna kill it, so. Well, no, there is that. No, but but it's just odd to have a space monster monster thing. You like like it's it's just odd. Mm. Like it's a minoc with a brain. I mean, it's <laughs> smart enough. Like it could be like Corvid intelligence and figure out this kind of thing. Yeah, because it it's effectively tool user. Yes. So they uh, they they do you know this uh, they have to uh, jetpack away to uh, 
from this uh, from this energon eater, which is you know using this sort of debris field of ship's graveyard as a trap. Oh yeah, there's way more ships in the junkyard now. Yes, yes. And so they uh, and so they lure it into a trap and uh, and entrap it using it to power their ship. <laughs> How the tables have turned. Yes. Also, they get to do their power up and energize as part of. Oh, this. of course. Got to, oh, and I, I forgot to mention that as Chase is approaching toy. the uh, the ship, he's all. This is the rescue bots. We are here to assist. I am Chase. If you're in need of help, please respond. We are not selling anything. <laughs> <laughs> which, which brings it like space solicitors. That's a frightening idea. Oh man! Oh, man. I mean, if there's space travel, there's space solicitors. Let's raise the shields. Long-range scanners are picking up space Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Candy grams in space! Oh, this, uh, well, really, there, there, there would be space Uber, of course. But. You mean spoober? <laughs> no. no. We do not mean that. The other things, then, um... Lift. Grub hub? What would the grub hub in space be? It would deliver you actual grubs. Mmm. <laughs> grubs. Like, you know, space grubs. Grub hubble! <laughs> Acceptable. Uh, star dash? Yeah, that works. Mm. Airlock dash. <laughs> Anyway, so they uh, so they, they get back to they get back to Earth. Uh, they, they get a pictures or they get a pics or it didn't happen for somebody <laughs> from yes. Blades, of course. From Blades, and they do indeed have pics, uh, complete with a non-speaking cameo from Optimus Prime, who they delivered the Energon Eater to. Yep, they're like, ah, yes, but that's a story for another day. We're gonna let qu- Dad deal with this. <laughs> I guess the question is, where does he? I hope it wasn't in like that base that uh, that oh, no. blew up. Oh no! Although I guess the question is, if it lives in space, if it's in like an atmosphere, does it just like flop around like a dead like a like a fish out of water? Yeah, it should be a blobfish. Oh no! Well, they've got it in like a tube, so maybe that's keeping it in like a space-like environment. Presumably. Yeah. And they don't want to kill it. I do really appreciate that they don't kill it because yes. you know, normally yeah, it's not that things kind of get, show. Normally things get killed, but normally this is the sort of thing that gets killed. But nope, this is rescue bots. This is kid friendly transformers. This is wholesome transformers, and we're not yes. doing that. So I appreciate that. All right, so yeah, you know this is this is a fun. It, it, it it's a little disjointed because it it does kind of drop the space plot and then picks it up again in the third act after the f- second act is all flood. Yeah, yeah this, this like this feels like it should have been an introduction to a new character, but then you would have had to make the episode a little bit more meatier, and then it would have been split like bloated and split into two possibly. Yes, it could have been, which would have worked because of the the flood stuff. It's, Feels like a little too much for the middle of an episode and not the whole episode itself. It could have been like my fanfic where they have they they have a new character and then it turns out the new character is the one who murdered everybody. Yes, yeah, yeah, Spark Eater. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I guess it could be um, it could be that it's hurricane season 
and they got hit with like a smaller one, which caused the flooding, which then prompts them to finish what they're going to use in the next episode. Ah. Yeah, that, that at least makes sense, but, but again, that should have been basically a two-part episode. Mm. Mid-season finale. Alright, so. Then he introduces a new character. Like, I, it's, it's so weird that we have a trip to space without a new episode. Like, well, there was a trip to space episode previously, but it was the humans doing it, not the robots. Yet. I, I'm confused by the lack of two-cell toy. It, it's like, it's such an ingrained thing in Transformers for me. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get a new, a new character in episode 16, and then two more in episode 18. Oh. Nice. And then Yay. I believe, and then we get another new, new character friends. in season four. I want new friends. We need more new friends. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh yes. Have a good drink. It's very prepared. This week on Ghostly Sentai. Ranger, the amazing truth. Ooh. Is it truth social? True. What? Truth social. What is that? That's oh like my the, god! That's like Trump's Go fake out. Twitter. Oh, oh, I yeah, I, something I didn't want to know. That he uh, that he hasn't paid the bills for apparently. Owes owes the web host like millions of dollars. <laughs> Oh no, we're getting political, but yeah, no shit. Sorry, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, yes, it is. Anyway, um, Master Kaku, we finally find out the, the amazing truth of why he has gone to the Gorma and, and told the Rangers to, like, you're disbanded, stop fighting. Because he was using those two antennas he stuck in previous episodes in buildings to, to summon Chi energy and the Yo energy of, of the Gorma. So that he has enough power to fight Shaddam for the title of Emperor of the Gorma. Okay. So that, that Shaddam, the, the, the head of the three Cenobite trio, doesn't become the next head of the evil bad guys. So that, like, if Kaku's the head, it's like, there will be no more fighting on Earth. The Gorma won't attack anymore. <laughs> so. It's like, yeah, good. okay, you could have explained this shit to the Rangers. No. Also, it is very weird that, like, the good guy is basically cheating to win <laughs> by using these things to power himself up. That doesn't seem very, like, morally appropriate for a kid's show. I mean, th- there is the the normal ranger thing is like, oh, we train harder, we power up, and we get an upgrade or something. But the way this is presented is more like, no, he's stealing power to make himself stronger in a dual against his rival, that's bad guy shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is kind of bad guy shit. Anyway, the, the rangers are, they're living their lives again now that their their morphers have been taken away. Are they living their best lives? <laughs> yes, but no. I mean, <laughs> okay. the, 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 the blue ranger who's like a boxer is out training to be a boxer again and then he sees ghosts of the three stooges. The, the, the comic relief monsters Whoa. have come back every once in a while. Although I don't think they actually died. Well, they blow up at the end of every episode they're in, but I forget if they died died last time. I think they lived. You know it's serious business when they kill the comic relief, though. That's yes. when, like, yeah. that's when shit has gotten real. 
But like uh, the Green Ranger sees the Kujaku, the peacock lady who definitely died. Um, the Red Ranger sees Jin, the guy that looked dressed like he was from Fist of the North Star, who definitely died. And the the, the, the Pink Ranger is just talking to the little White Ranger kid. She doesn't see a ghost. Well, I, I guess there's Ko's mom, who's a ghost, that she does see. But that's weird that you're seeing somebody else's. Anyway. Seeing someone else's trauma ghost. The Yellow Ranger, who's the hairdresser, who's back working as a hairdresser, only sees the turtle guy that turns into the giant turtle zord, but he gets transformed into a little tiny baby turtle for comic relief. And Felix, what are you doing over there? Don't step on those things. Cat things. Why? Cat things. So anyway, every, everyone's seeing ghosts or ghost-like figures, except for the hairdresser who's seeing a turtle. <laughs> who he was cutting the hair of before. So that's but odd. turtles don't have hair. Well, he he's a human nerd with glasses when he's not a turtle or a giant turtle-shaped Zord I robot. I see. Yes. Anyways, so the Rangers, like, they were all separated because they're disbanded, but then, of course, they all meet up on top of the one of the buildings with with one of the Chi antenna things because it's like, something's weird. And it's a good thing they all showed up because one of the Cenobite trio, the dumb one, shows up to destroy the antenna that's empowering Kaku. Ooh. So the Rangers are there to stop him. And then they figure out, oh, wait, that's what Kaku was doing. He's... Because the idiot Gorma explains, yes, he's fighting my, my friend Shaddam for the title of Gor next Gorma Emperor, the 16th Emperor. Although the 15th Emperor isn't dead yet. I guess they're saving time. Maybe he's old and sick. I don't know. His head is shaped like an egg. Who, who knows? <laughs> anyway, so it's like rangers. Oh, but the rangers, they can't morph because they don't have their morphers or stuff. So they actually, they, they line up and, and they do all their their poses and roll call like as them instead of in costume, which is really neat, nice. I, I like when that happens. That does happen in a lot of shows where you have an unmorphed roll call. Mm. It's cool towards the end of the show. Where you actually get the actors doing all of the poses ah. and the stuff. It's like, oh, instead of the stunt guys. It's neat. Hmm. Uh, although, also, the, well, some other shows also do like that with like, they're in costume, but they don't have the helmet on. But this is just, yeah, they're just in their civilian stuff. That's neat. Anyway, so there's a fight, and then Shaddam is preparing to fight Kaku while standing in his own little waiting room with, like, cheap chairs. Well, sort of fancy cheap chairs, but it's two little chairs, a table, no ferns, and a bust in the background sitting on another table. It's like, this is your waiting room before the final fight? Okay, whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it sort of ends where everybody's getting ready to fight and... and to be continued. Okay. We're, we're building and building in these last few episodes to the final confrontations with more confrontations and fighting. That's basically it. it, it it's all set up and, oh, that's what Kaku's been doing this whole time. Why didn't you explain to the Rangers? No one in, especially in any Japanese stories, I mean, I realize this is not unique to them, but they seem especially fond of plots based on characters not telling each other things, and I just assume it that there's more some in a lot of cultural taboo against communicating properly. <laughs> well, it is, but but we, we've seen Gridman where they explain most shit to each other. 
Yeah. It, it can happen, or, or like um, I'm watching Comrade Rider Blade in, in another Discord, and those characters are telling almost everything to each other, and it's kind of shocking, because I've seen other Common Rider where that really does not happen. <laughs> so Blade is confusing me. It's like, wait, wait. This character who just found a vital piece of information is explaining to other main characters how <gasps> doesn't happen much. So so the the keeping secrets like it, it, it's a basic fiction thing that you keep things from other characters otherwise the story doesn't happen. Right. But yes, it happens a lot in anime and and tokusatsu. The things that seem like this was really important to at least ex- Mention <laughs> something about this. Like, even if you're not fully explaining, it's like, here's, here's like the bullet points of why I'm doing this stupid thing. You don't understand. But then you don't have conflict. I know, but, <laughs> no, but like, with Blade, you can still have conflict. Yes. Because, like, the actual explanations might be wrong. Or one character is lying, or, or at least not hold, or holding back some truth because, like, it's a thing that, like, is is a problem, a personality problem they have inside. Like, they're not confident in themselves, and that's why they're being an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's like, but but yes, the the, the it, it comes up in so much. Well, admittedly, I, I devour a lot of tokusatsu and I devoured a lot of anime, so I encounter that more than like Riverdale or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I guess it happened in Buffy, but not that often. Then again, I barely remember Buffy out of a few episodes. Out of a few episodes. Anyway, I'm done for the week, and my throat is dying. Okay, and that does it for uh, that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Transformers Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for the month of September, uh, now that it is finally coming to streaming, we are going to be watching Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, yay. yay! David, did you ever actually get around to seeing it, like, in the theater? No. <laughs> like, timing was, like, I, I was just busy editing or had other shit going on. I, I, like, there were three things in the theater I wanted to see in, like, the span of a short amount of time in a month, and I only got to see one of them. Aww. And I'm glad I did. Well, okay. wait, what did I see before? Oh, no, I did see two things. I, I forgot there was, there was a fourth thing. I, I, I wanted to see Thor. I did not, although that was in there the longest. I thought about going to see Nope, but I figured, no, I can wait to see a horror movie. Oh, I need to see that, but I too prefer to see scary movies at home. Yeah. The, the one I, the first one I did go to that I almost forgot about was everything, everywhere, all at once, and oh my god, that, it doesn't matter how good Thor is, Everything, everywhere, all at once is the best movie I've seen. It this was, year. yeah, nothing is going to that top one. It. I waited for that one to hit Redbox, but that one was really, <laughs> really, really good. So, well, yeah, I thought I thought it it moved to home media, but they re-released it, and I saw it then. Mm. And, and the other thing I saw was Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which was fun. <laughs> it, it's it's not nowhere near as good as Everything Everywhere All at Once. But it's really fun if you love Dragon Ball. I just like all the, like, side characters in Dragon Ball. Then you will really like well, I may, that Dragon Ball I movie. may have to uh, 
maybe not go see it in a theater, but procure it at some point. Yes, at some point, that might be a fun episode to do, considering that, that um, well, voice actors come up every once in a while, although we usually talk about the ocean dub, yes. which is the original Canadian dub, and that's not who's voicing the most now, important dub. been like four different dubs well, across I mean, Dragon it's Ball. only been like, what, 25 years they've been <laughs> doing yes. it, so... But- like, if you can name, like, one of your favorite side characters of Dragon Ball, odds are they're doing quite a bit in this is movie. Is Bulma, is Dr. Bulma doing stuff? I know she got her PhD. Yeah, Millie Bul- Bulma kind of does. Bulma is a solid B-level character who's always doing stuff through all throughout Dragon Ball. She's survived when Yamchas have fallen by the wayside and <laughs> Tau Pai Pais are... T- Toriyama doesn't even remember the guy who used to throw columns and ride around on them <laughs> as a mode of transit anymore. What about Chao uh-huh. Tzu? <laughs> uh, oh, wow, I haven't seen Chao Tzu in a while. I think Chao Tzu was in um, Super, but I, I, I just like to remember that Super. Chao Tzu exists. Uh, I'm going to ask about uh, uh, I'm going to ask about Mr. Satan. <gasps> yes! Um... I think he's doing a lot of stuff lately because, like, his daughter is dating Gohan. Yeah, Yeah, he he was cameo up here. Like, he he wasn't in the movie so much, but, like, he was mentioned a couple times. And and I assume they're calling him Mr. Satan now, not Hercule? Well, his full name is Hercule Satan. Oh, okay, then. (laughs) Like, that's been made canon, even in Japan, I think. But but it it was not... It was... He was not... Named Hercule prior um, to. But did they call Mr. Satan? I, I watched the dub. Admittedly, this was he like might have just ago, not so. had a given name in Japan, and then they just decided that was his. Given right, I'm name. just wondering if that if it, if it yeah, originated was, in the uh, in the censorship. He was name. just Satan, yeah. But anyway, what we're actually going to watch is Thor: Love and Thunder. That's correct. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We're, we're going to watch, watch Thor: Love and Thunder because have some it's coming have out. some feelings. Have some fun. Was it, oh, there was another digression I wanted to mention. Oh, it, um, well, about come to our Discord. Come join. We we just finished watching a uh, Denji Man, and and we're going to be starting Commander Black RX. Next yes, week. you can find a link to our Discord at uh, our on our Twitter account, which is at Iacon UG. Uh, our pinned post is a link to our Discord. So, yes, you can come and talk. Uh, it, we're not super chatty at this point because it's just a handful of people, but we need more people to come. And we need more people with more, like, diverse aspects of, like, what they're into. So we need, like, a variety of people. What would you, it would just be nice to have more people around to occasionally watch Mask or... or- Sentai stuff or uh, post memes and cute animal pictures. If I ever had time to do an Inhumanoids one. Yeah, that's something that should probably happen. I, I don't have time. It'd be great if I did. Well, no. Anyway, but yes, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, it was pretty great. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I'm sure David will enjoy it a lot once he actually gets to see it because it's coming probably. to Disney Plus this month. All right. So, uh, so until next time, we find out that there is no place like Dome. I'm Rob. I'm Jen, and I found Cosmos today. And I'm David, and I just got 
Super Sentai five man in the mail. <laughs> so um, I just got maybe that's what the next series I'm going to be doing as bonus on episodes is. I just got a camping lantern in the mail. That's something. Oh. <laughs>